Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Bold Business Bits podcast show. This is Ros Jones and today I speak with Emma Hopkins-Jones of Rollett Solicitors. The firm of solicitors is over 175 years old, but has moved with the times to create a supportive culture that's able to attract young, ambitious women to its workforce. Women who want to be able to work flexibly to ensure they achieve a work-life balance with regard to caring for young families and seeking personal fulfilment through personal interests and social and political causes. Listen on as we discuss how the best business development ideas come to Emma as she gazes out the train window, how her shock at discovering levels of inequality and violence to women and girls led to her work with IDAS, and the impact the removal of legal aid funding has had on family law. So hello and welcome to our podcast show today with Bold Business Bits. And I'm joined today by Emma Hopkins-Jones of Rollett Solicitors in York. Hello, Emma. Hi, Ros. Thank you for coming to speak to me today. Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking part in this podcast show for phenomenal female business bosses in Yorkshire. You haven't always been at Rollett, so tell me how you came to be here. Yeah, so I joined Rollett Solicitors last summer. I'd had a bit of extended maternity leave after my second child and decided that I wanted to work a bit closer to home, uh, live, live in York, and um, have been working in Leeds just to make things a bit simpler. And yeah, it took some time trying to find the right fit and was lucky to uh, get a position with Rollett. So I started last July. Okay. And how's it been? It's been great. Yeah, really forward thinking firm, very supportive of people with young families and flexible working. Um, and there's quite a number of us with young families in the York office, men and women, and there's quite a sort of sensible approach to that. And yeah, really nice group of people there's um, we have an office in York and then the, the larger offices in Hull where the firm's been going for 175 years oh, wow. plus okay. we've been in York for 30 years but going through a sort of a period of sort of growth at the moment and looking to in particular growing the York office because it's a you know, the, uh, exciting legal market here now yeah fantastic and do you have I'm guessing Rollett's cover every area of law? Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything except criminal law, really. The, the firm is a commercial law firm predominantly, and particular strengths in commercial property, large-scale property developments, and also in agricultural areas and the food industry as, as, as well. And what I do is, is, is slightly different to that, and it's, it's legal services for individuals, and in particular, specialising in business, helping business owners, professionals, and a lot of those are our commercial clients and where they have issues that arise in their personal lives. Right, OK. And do you have the same practice in York as you do in Hull? Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's, and we're a sort of distilled version in, in York of the, of the Hull setup. They have a corporate presence and employment law, which we don't overhear, but other than that. And, and our lawyers travel frequently between the two offices as well. OK, yeah. And you've got the 1079, I guess? 
Is that your main route to hell? So, yes, well, I actually like getting the train. Okay. Because it's just nice to have some sort of downtime. Mm. There's no kids and you can get a coffee and some breakfast and I really enjoy that sort of peace. And it's not not for everybody because a lot of people get frustrated at how long it takes, but I don't particularly like the drive getting stuck behind tractors and things either. Yeah, I can imagine. I've I've, I've driven along the 1079 um, several times and, uh, yeah, it just depends what you get stuck behind. Yeah. But it's something quite nice about going on a train sometimes, isn't it? As long as you've got a seat and it's... Yeah. yeah. Well, I find that get some of my sort of best thought processes going in a, in a longest train journey and all of the stuff that when you're at your desk you don't get the opportunity to do and, and particularly if you're thinking about sort of business development strategies, I find that that's when sort of ideas tend to come with come to me gazing out the window. Yeah, <laughs> that's magic. Okay. What's the main ways that you do develop your business? There's a combination of clients that come to us and because they um, have a long-established relationship with Rollitz already because of their business relationships or because we, we have a number of families that we've acted for sort of across the region for generations, particularly a lot of farming families. But also a lot of it is through business networking and developing connections, developing relationships with people and letting people know that we're here in the kind of work that we do and the way that we approach the kind of work that I do, which is family law and stressing that we are about resolving disputes and really where we can trying to head off those disputes altogether and we do a lot of mediation work and collaborative law and, and, and try and help people avoid those issues in the first place by planning ahead by uh, encouraging uh, things like prenuptial agreements um, which can be really really helpful for people. So talk about planning ahead I know that one of the things that you do to promote the business is to go to have a stand at wedding fairs. Yes. That really is planning ahead. Yeah ahead, that's isn't it? really right at the very very beginning of things so yeah it's a bit of um, a new initiative um, and a different way of trying to sort of package legal services but with a much more positive offering than I think people think about solicitors as you contact them in a crisis but actually there's lots of helpful things that we can do and sensible inexpensive things that can be done that minimize well reduce risks of problems further down the line so yes we had a a stand at the wedding fair at York Racecourse in October and then another one at the beautiful Hospitium this April and yes bringing together services like residential conveyancing family law services and private client services such as wills and your future planning and bringing that all together and getting people to try and think at it at the you know at that moment where they're embarking on you know a, a new sort of chapter of their lives together yeah fantastic and I guess you're a family lawyer, specialising in family law, but your values from our previous discussions, your values are very much about your family, aren't they? So tell us a bit about how they both fit together. So you're bringing up a very young family and working in family law in a legal practice in York. Is there any tension there? What does, how does that all work? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly been challenging from a time management perspective, returning to work, particularly after having a second child that seemed to sort of create much more mayhem than just one. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, if you have um, a firm where there's a supportive culture, and you know, it was made very clear to me that there were you know lots of other lawyers who had young families um, and you know, people working different types of working arrangements, then that helps a lot. You know, working locally, so you know, gain the time that I was losing to a commute has made a massive difference as well. And yeah, I've just just recently decided to, with my eldest starting school, to just adjust my hours again so I can do another school pickup. And you know, the firm's been very supportive about that. So that's huge. And that, you know, you know, just trusting you that you will do the work and you'll fit it in in times that suit you and understanding that sometimes, you know, 
there is a bit of flexibility that's needed. You know, we can work from home. You know, we can work away from the office. Yeah, so that, you know, that, that's made a, a huge, huge difference, really, in being able to manage things. The other tension that, that there is sometimes is that whilst I, I love the wedding fair side of stuff, the other side of stuff that I deal with sometimes isn't as positive. And where you are dealing with, you know, with helping um, a family where there are difficult issues, where there are perhaps children that are a similar age to, to yours, you know, that emotionally, that I think that's, that's altered things for me now having my own family and you know, just making sure that you process that properly and you know have support yourself from your colleagues around uh, around dealing with that because you do take on quite a lot of an emotional burden to, to help your client in that situation and yeah, it's important to look after yourself in that and there is much more greater recognition now of the impact of of that along lawyers generally but in particular those who work in family law and, yeah. and deal with some of the issues that we do sometimes sadly yeah, I'm sure. So you have a mentor or a supervisor or something that you can just offer? So, yeah, so we, we have a supervisor and, and then just more sort of in informal channels, really, that just making sure that amongst your colleagues that, you know, we, you take time to talk cases through so it doesn't get in your head too much and, you know, that you, you get at someone else's perspective. And then sort of, yeah, more... We have we have recently had a, a well-being week at uh, Rollitz for for the first time, and we had lots of people to come in to talk to our staff, lawyers, and all support staff about all different aspects of looking after your health, from nutrition to to sleep to the exercise. We had someone come in to do a yoga session with oh, us, wow. um, financial well-being as well, because money worries can obviously affect people quite significantly. And yeah, so we had lots of great people who helped us out with with that, and it went down really well with the staff. And so we're definitely going to be repeating that sort of at least on an annual basis yeah that's so important in my own business coaching one of the main focuses is on the health of your your bottom line your financial health of the business but it's easy isn't it to forget some time or to neglect or ignore the impact of running a business on your emotional health your physical health your mental health all of those things so that's why I call myself the business growth and well-being coach because I like to think of it as that that holistic approach to to business yeah Yeah, everything's connected and if something's not working in one part of your life it impacts on 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 something else doesn't it yeah Yeah, absolutely can I just go back to the the flexible working things you know it's great that you you know the culture of the of the law firm as well and I worked in a law firm in, in London years ago and I guess things have moved on a lot since then but having that flexible approach I guess if everybody wanted time off or just wanted to work a few days a week doesn't that cause problems sometimes when a flexible working request is made the firm or any organization it has the right to say no if it's if it's not going to be able to meet its business needs as a result so I think for certainly um, the way that Rollett seem to approach things is they will accommodate it where they can and will try and support that and they've done it for not just people who've been with the firm a long time but new recruits specifically brought in on that basis and that recognizing that that to attract the right talent you sometimes need to think a bit differently and so whilst it might not be a specific job share but just you know looking at bringing in sort of more layers of people who can you know bring in those different skills and the skills that the the firm needs rather than perhaps going for someone who's not quite right for the job but can be can be there sort of yes. every every day and just that sort of that greater ability to be able to work from home if you've got a poorly child means you can still continue to to meet your clients needs during uh, during those periods and to be honest I think we find the way that the world works that most people these days have jobs and them, themselves uh, for our clients you know are happy to speak um you know out out of standard sort of nine to five hours and will often communicate themselves you know later in the evening by email and so I think it's the way that 
the world works really now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Do you do a lot of work outside of just practising the law, Emma, don't you? So can you just tell us a bit more about what you do? I know you're involved in the Women Equality Party. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I've always been uh, passionate about equality. I call myself a feminist, and so I have become involved in the local York branch of the Women's Equality Party that campaigns around seven policy objectives which are specific to um, addressing inequality, ending violence against uh, women and girls. That's really sort of my, that's come, whether that's come through my practice as a solicitor, I, I have been shocked and horrified at, to discover as the, more, the, the longer I've practised family law, the extent of domestic abuse within relationships uh, and all different people being affected of all different ages, all different backgrounds and domestic abuse in many different forms. So that's really, for me, something that I, I you know, fortunate to have not had exposure to myself growing up, but as, as I've practised, you know, have realised how, how prevalent it is. And so through both the work that I do in supporting uh, my clients who've experienced that, and also then outside of that, through involvement with the Women's Equality Party and, and, and other things that I'm involved in to really campaign for a much better approach to the services that support those victims, much better funding, and that um, society needs to change its, its view of that kind of behaviour and see it for what it is, which is pure violence and not yeah. sort of say, well, it's just a domestic and it's, you know, it's too long, different rules have applied to that, that, that yeah. kind of behaviour. So, yes, I'm, I'm involved in, so it's a crossover really between the two, but a, a local working group on the family courts to improve the functioning of the family courts for victims of domestic abuse and, and their families. And that's a project that's been initiated by IDAS, the Independent Domestic Abuse Services, who are based in York and provide services across North Yorkshire and some some parts of South Yorkshire as well. Uh, It's a charity, yeah. And they're actually our chosen charity partner for uh, Rollett's York office this year. And we've been doing some fundraising activities for them, including a sponsored cycle ride um, on a stationary bike at the office to coincide with the Tour de Yorkshire. And we've done bake sales and we've got a swear jar and <laughs> various things like that going on um, and we're hoping to have a sort of another fundraiser event towards the end of the year to, to sort of boost what we can we can give to them yeah fantastic well brilliant do you do that within working hours or does Rollins give you time off for those uh, interests or so, how do yeah you- I mean it's a, yeah it's a combination of things really so yeah with the fundraising yeah we've been doing that we've been able to do that in in work in our work time so you know the firm was happy to taking shifts across the office to, right. to have a go on the bike um, over a couple of days. Um, did you take part? I did take part, okay. yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was first on. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, yeah, we had really, it was a really sort of good fun activity to, yeah. to do actually across the firm and sort of pretty much everyone had a go really <laughs> and then the women's equality party stuff it tends to be things that I do in my in my own time and then you sort of the, the work the working group is something that is predominantly would be in, in sort of the work time as well because it's about while it's being seen to be involved in supporting those kind of initiatives in the community as well and whilst we, we don't have a legal aid franchise at the firm for legal advice and representation. We still want to support pro bono services where we can and, and support you know, the, the fantastic work that, that IDAS does uh, yeah. across the region. Yeah, OK, good. You mentioned the word fun there, so I love that particular F word. So in your own life, Emma, so, you know, you're so busy, you've got young children, you work, you're passionate about what you do. How do you have fun? 
I like music festivals. That's kind okay. of that's sort of I I sort of ideal kind of activity. Um, this year? Sad, sadly, not. No, when we didn't with children uh, at the ages that ours are, we think that's a bit much. For the past couple of years, we have done Deer Shed Festival, which right. is sort of mm-hmm. family friendly. We're not actually doing that this year because I'm I'm going away with the girls for a weekend. Ah, <laughs> so, so that will be that will be fun and just yes, spending time with family, spending time with husband. Yeah, the the usual really. So. Yeah. Okay, good. In your time as a solicitor, and you must have seen some changes. I know you're still very young, but you still must have seen some changes because everything's so fast-paced these days. What would you say is the most challenging thing for a law firm in York, in or women in York, in business, in the in the law firm? What's yeah? What's the biggest challenge you think um, right now? In terms of sort of changes to the law and how that's affected the, the work that I do the biggest change has been without a doubt the removal of, of legal aid funding for you know, the vast majority of, of, of people um, unless they uh, are the victims of domestic abuse uh, and that's had uh, wide-ranging effects for so many people who desperately need advice um, at an early stage that they're no longer to, able to get it and so will quite often go straight to court issue an application without assistance and then you know, often get themselves into a terrible mess in front of a judge. Yeah. The other person may or may not have legal representation, but it's resulted in many more applications being made to the court, whereas solicitors, we, what we aim to do is prevent that from happening in the first place and try dispute resolution tools to, to sort things out without that. It means that all cases going through the courts have been affected so because everything is just stagnated. Um, and obviously, you know, along with all uh, other uh, areas that were subject to austerity, the court budget's been cut massively. There's been lots of court closures and the legal aid that is available is uneconomical for a lot of firms to do. So you know, a lot of family law firms have stopped doing it or have gone out of business. That's a change that happens in the post-austerity era, really. And um, it's, it's had a, a huge impact upon the you know, advice that's available to, to, to people out there. In terms of sort of women in the law, I think there's definitely been, when I qualified 11 years ago, definitely a change for the better in terms of the promotion of female partners, but still not good enough. There are now more women qualifying as solicitors than men, and that's been the case for quite a few years now. And that's still the case as an assistant solicitor and as an associate, but in the higher higher levels, um, there's a huge disparity, huge drop-off. And then even those that make it, you know, the information that's been revealed through the, the larger firms that have had to produce information about their gender pay gap have shown that there are, there's a huge disparity between what men and women being are being paid in a lot of law firms, and that you know that's mirrored across business, obviously. But you know there's 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 a lot that needs to be done to make sure that you know, women aren't sort of dropping out of the system. You, often it does it's relating to having children and then not being able to, for whatever reason, sort of get get back back on the ladder at the same place. And so, you know, firms changing their culture and offering more flexible working. But I think one of the biggest things that I think will change things in the future if there is a greater encouragement of of fathers taking up shared parental leave because it's still very much for obvious biological reasons initially, but it's still very much that men don't, you know, they get their two-week statutory uh, paternity that's, that's unpaid and for a lot of People can't even afford to take that. And, and even where they can, it's a pressure to get back to work straight away. And, and, and 
there, there are very few organisations that offer the same maternity and maternity paid leave, very few at all. Um, Aviva announced that they, they introduced such um, the same maternity, paternity paid po- uh, policy oh, right. about 12 months ago and it, you know, it got an awful lot of coverage because it's yeah. so unusual. Yeah. But obviously that's a, a big local employer. So yeah, for me, more men taking that up because you can, you can share leave now, it's just that it's not going to be paid in, you know, for yeah. the vast majority of people. Um, and there are issues around... If the shared parental leave that's taken by the father is taken at the end of the period, then it can they then fall into the additional maternity leave position, which means that the employer doesn't have to necessarily offer them exactly the same job when they yeah. return. Oh, and right. okay. mm. So that there needs some some changes around that would yeah. go a long way, I think, to having the effect further down the line that's going to address those issues of yeah. disparity of women at partner level or board yeah. level and, and and the pay gap. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And what piece of advice would you give to a woman just about to uh, apply for the law? I think for for anyone uh, uh, applying and thinking about the kind of the kind of place that you want to work in terms of a, a, a culture and looking at a firm's values and whether it is doing work in the community, its approach to things like yeah, flexible working is really important there's also just such a huge distinction between a commercial law firm and what would be traditionally called a sort of more high street firm in time in terms of the type of work that you would end up doing so you need really really that's the most important thing really is yeah. to think about you know is it is it is it is it a commercial firm that you want to be working for or actually if what you want to be doing is more sort of helping individuals and that's probably going to be a, a more of a high street practice being appropriate However, I'm doing sort of personal legal services in a commercial firm and that's working out really well for me. So it's, um, yeah, it, you, it's, I think, just getting as much experience as possible and, yeah, just not selling yourself short. Go for it, whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Emma. Thanks for being on my show today and thank you very much for such an interesting, empowering conversation. Thank you. All right. In our conversation, Emma spoke about the gender pay gap, that elephant in the room, the huge difference there still is in men and women's pay. A lot still needs to be done. Flexible working appears to be an important factor tackling this issue and Rollett solicitors appear to have embraced this. It makes sense. For mothers returning to work from maternity leave, those few hours of leeway can be the difference between career confidence and career abandoned. Flexibility gives part-time workers extra opportunity. Apparently 42% of women work part-time and 12% of men. But flexibility isn't always easy. Without the supple attitudes and nimble management to match, trying to make a formally 9-to-5-hour job work on new terms can be really difficult. First, there could be resentment from colleagues back in the office who are convinced that you're not really pulling your weight. There's also the worry that you become a kind of phantom colleague when people don't see you every day. One of the biggest pitfalls I've found is that many managers don't have the skills to manage performance effectively for flexible working. They need to measure performance on the outcomes of the work, not on the time spent or how much they see them around the office. It's all too easy to lapse into that out of sight, out of mind approach. I used to work flexibly from home myself, so I'm very much aware of these issues. So while we might know we're more productive in the quiet calm of our own home, the fear of being considered a slacker can turn into the need to constantly be replying to emails, for example. 
a lot of women in particular put extra pressure on themselves because they feel if they're out of sight, they have to go the extra mile. So you end up doing more than you would if you were in the office. There was one woman I spoke with who she wanted her manager's praise that she could do the job brilliantly in four days, but she knew she couldn't. So she ended up working extra hours every day, missing her kids' bedtimes, all the things that she had actually taken flexible working for in the first place. So for those companies that can make flexi working work, like Rollins seem to have done, it can lead to a much more productive team, happier employees and a really energetic business. But for it to have a positive impact on a business, everyone needs to be on board from the top down. You have to be really organised, otherwise it's going to fail. Meetings go unattended, projects mishandled, creativity stifled because of a lack of connection between teams. Technology is really important, of course. This has enabled a lot of flexible working to take place in the first place. So, But Skype needs to work. Your information needs to be managed properly so that files are accessible. IT team needs to be easily contactable. All of these things can be real frustrations for people trying to work effectively remotely. And of course, attitudes need to change. So you can have this thing about flexible working, but actually the biggest risk of flexible working is that we don't embrace it wholly enough. If women are willing to be flexible and accept change, while masculinity splinters the moment it steps outside the office, both sides could end up losing. So flexible working, it is an important part, I think, in closing the gender pay gap, but it's not the only measure. And I think the requirements to be more transparent about men and women's pay is really more important. Large companies now have to report on how they pay men and women. And I think that is really the most powerful driver of change that we have at the moment. That's just my views. If you would like to discuss more about what we've been talking about today, or would just like a chat about something, then please just feel free to get in touch. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.